It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Marks and Reese Show. Ike Reese, Elliot Shore Parks. We roll into the 4 o'clock hour, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Time flies when you are having yes, fun. Sir. And 4 o'clock on Wednesday is a staple for the Marks and Reese Show because we have the great Brian Baldinger coming up. And we're joined by Odyssey's NFL insider, Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, In the Huddle, with Jason Lockenfor and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Baldy, welcome to the show, brother. Uh, Hold on. See, that's the one thing I did forget to do, Baldy, was actually bring you on. What's up, Baldy? I'm sorry about that. That's all right, Ike. Uh, Good to be with you guys, man. I I don't hear Johnny Mark's voice. Yeah. I know Elliot's there, so. Yeah, John's recovered. Everything's good on my end here, guys. Good to hear from you, man. All right, brother. Now, you know how we do, Baldy, because we know we're going to have you on on Wednesdays. I'm, I'm scouring through Twitter. To to I shouldn't have to scour because I follow you on Twitter, so I go I, I make sure I get to your handle so I could see your breakdowns, man. And one of the first ones I saw was early in that game where you're just listen the the offensive line play from Sunday and the defensive line play from Sunday are the two things that stand out to me the most about that game against Tennessee. Just your thoughts on how the Eagles line of scrimmage, whether it was the offense or defense, they dominated that Tennessee Titans football team. Well, they did. I, they did. And, you know, the offensive line, they, you know, they've been pretty healthy. I mean, Malata missed a couple games, but for the most part, they've been really healthy. They're playing really well together. And so, I mean, they gave Jalen plenty of time to find A.J. Brown or whoever he was throwing to. And, you know, that's a good defensive front. Jeffrey Simmons, De'Ara Hart mm-hmm. are really good players. Um, Bud Dupree, I mean, Bud Dupree even texted me, you know, uh, on Monday. He's like, Baldy, go easy on us, man. Like, you know, we're not full strength, you know. Like, just don't kill us. I'm like, I like the Titans. But, you know, the Eagles are just a better team. And on the other side, I mean, you know, pick a guy. Javon Hargrave, Hassan Reddick. Fletcher looks like he's found the fountain of youth, Ike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go through the whole group of them. You know, Josh Sweat can turn a corner about as well as anybody right now. Um, they got busy and they got after it. And, look, I mean, Tennessee's offense line, they, they, they rely on Derrick Henry so much. 
to the point where if he doesn't get going, the whole thing just collapses, and that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Derrick Henry, held him to about two point, I think it was six or seven yards, uh, 2.6 yards per carry, dominant performance. And these last few weeks after that loss to Washington, there was a lot of question about their run defense. And would they be able to stop guys like Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, obviously Saquon coming up. I'm curious, uh, you know, you watch the the tape as, as well as anybody, the job they've done against the run over the last few weeks. Do you see that as a scheme adjustment? Is it better play from the personnel? Like, what do you think has gone into that? Mm, I think it's, you know, they're getting off their blocks better, mm-hmm. Elliot, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linball has really helped. They needed a real nose tackle, um, you know, on first downs and rundowns, and he's a natural nose tackle. I wouldn't put Indomitian and Sue there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Jordan back a little bit, but he's still kind of working through some things. He wasn't a, a big factor, but he, he can be. Um, you know, he just needs to get back and playing. But, you know, I think that, that position's been shored up. And then, you know, just – just the way that they penetrated Elliot, you know, watching Marcus Epps, just you know, just be as nosy as he was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I said on one of those breakdowns, I, I said you got to get to Derrick Henry before he gets to his fourth step. If he gets to his fourth step, like he's going to push the pile, he's going to break away, you know, and then he's going to use his stiff arm on you. And repeatedly, the Eagles got to him and put a body on him or a couple bodies on him before he got to his fourth step. And that's when you want to start. You know, when you go through the league here. And you watch teams that's like Cincinnati the week before. You watch teams that stop Derrick Henry. They get to him before they get to his fourth step. Yeah, uh, Baldy, and we're on with uh, Brian Baldinger. It was the first game for Derrick Henry since 2019 where he didn't force a missed tackle or broken tackles in a game. That's that's. I mean, coming off that Green Bay Packers game where everybody was concerned to go to holding Derrick Henry uh, to the yardage and the yards per carry that they did. That that was pretty good from this Eagles defense. Well, his longest run I was six yards. Yep. Yep. Six yards, the longest run he had. You know, I mean, that's that's below pedestrian. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I could go get you, you know, 20 backs in this league, go get you six yards, that's for sure. So that's a credit. It's, credit. it's one game. You know, Saquon presents a different challenge because, you know, not that Ryan Tannehill isn't a runner. He, he, he scrambled a couple times for first downs. But, you know, when the Giants are going good, Daniel Jones is a factor in the run game. And there was games this year where both of them went over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got to defend a different type of run this week. It's more option-type runs, read options, quarterback keeps, like those kind of things you have to – so it's a, it's a different game plan this week than what it was. But, you know, credit credit the front. Uh, T.J. Edwards is a hell of a football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes he's the only linebacker there. Jacoby Dean came in, played really good. You know, he's just got good instincts. So it was a good day for the front. It was a good day doesn't mean that you know when they see Dallas on Christmas Eve like that you know that they're automatically going to shut down a good running game but right. you know it's, it's something you can build your confidence on after that win yeah yeah I mean the the offense and defensive line certainly dominated but that passing game against the Titans was really successful as well you saw what Jalen Hurts did he wins the NFC offensive player of the week I'm wondering, Baldy, you know, that was a good award for Jalen, second week in a row. I think we would all agree he's certainly in contention, at least, for a much bigger award, which is MVP. What what, did you see from him against the Titans, and how do you think he helped himself in that uh, race for MVP? Well, you can't have a conversation, Elliot, without saying Jalen. I'm a big fan of Jalen, as everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to sound like a homer, but the guy is just a hell of a man, period, and a leader. And then everything else that comes with it, we all can see that. We all can make our own judgments. He's got 29 touchdowns to the best team in football. 
Like, I don't know how you – I mean, I know there's Mahomes out there and whatnot, but, like, you know, for my money, Jalen's been as good as anybody in this business. But hmm. I talked to A.J. Brown before the game, and I just said, you know, what is it about Jalen where he's willing to throw jump balls to you and you come down with the balls? He did it again twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So he said that it's two things. One, um, it, sometimes it's the opponent. We're going to take these shots because we think we can stack this corner and we can get by him. And number two, you're like A.J. catches everything with his hands. And Jalen, like, like all quarterbacks like that, some guys are body catchers. Some guys got to jump when they catch the ball. Like, A.J. gives you a chance to beat good cornerback play by coming back to the ball and using his arms and catching everything with his hands. And that's what he did. That's what he did on the contested catch there, you know, over uh, Avery in the corner. Mm-hmm. And he took it away, right away from him, but he's got good, strong hands. And he's a big body. And he told me that when the ball's in the air, he already begins to position his body so that you have to go through him to get to the ball. So it's a little bit low post basketball, and yeah. Jalen knows that, and that's A.J.'s game. So together, they got a really good combination. Of course, Smitty was really great, and Quez just keeps coming on. So, I mean, he got three really top-flight receivers in that to throw to right now. Yeah, and you got to have some pretty uh, – got to be pretty confident in your ability to catch the ball with your hands to to have that delay that A.J. has shown. Like, he puts his hands up at the last Mm -hmm. second ball. Did he catch the ball? uh, DBs have no indicator as to when that ball is coming because he doesn't show them early. He waits to the last second to put his hands up. There's no doubt. I I mean, it's a technique that not not many guys can do. They they just, you know, they, they haven't played enough football. They're not as good at it, but it is certainly, you know, going back to, you know, Randy Moss is probably the best to ever do it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a really confident player to be able to do that. Because your instinct is to go reach and grab the ball. Right. But all that does is give a good corner like Slay or somebody else in this league, give them a head start on defending the ball, whether they're going to man turn or play zone cover, how are they going to play it. But you want to give that guy the least amount of time to react, to know that the ball is coming. And that's something you got to really work on. I mean, it's a – it's a real skill, but it's got to be harnessed. Mm-hmm. Baldy, the Eagles keep stacking wins. Uh, I thought yes, uh, Sunday's win was the most impressive win uh, for this team considering who the opponent was and all the noise surrounding them. But they took care of business there, and now we move to the next opponent, which you touched on them a minute ago, the New York Giants. It's the first time they've seen this Giants team this year. They're coming off a game where they, they finished in a tie against Washington last week. The last couple times up there in New York, York, even though I feel like the Eagles have been the better team, they haven't necessarily played like the better team up there. Um, we got to be on. We got to be careful that we don't overlook this Giants team, right? Come Sunday, no way, no, no doubt. I mean, Washington. I mean, nobody wants to end the game at a tie, but you know, Washington won six out of seven games. Obviously, one of those wins was against the Eagles. So mm-hmm. you know, they were playing really good football, and so you know, the Giants have a certain style. Like They're not very talented. They're, they, they're playing a lot of guys off the street, guys that weren't on the roster, you know, at training camp. But they've had to. They've had to overcome injuries. But, you know, they got both Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari, both healthy, both playing right now. And so Wink Martindale is a master at pressuring quarterbacks. I'm, I'm anxious to see what his game plan is since if you just watch, you know, just 
the Packers and in Tennessee, you see almost two completely different offenses. I'm anxious to see what Wink, Martindale, the defense coordinator, you know, has in mind and in store to try to contain Jalen both running it, which seems to be almost impossible when he wants <laughs> to do it. And then secondly, you know, how he contains a, a really good passing game. So that's going to be interesting. And then, you know, they've, they've, they've played musical chairs in the offensive line all year. I mean, Andrew Thomas is the one staple they've had basically at left tackle. But otherwise, they've just been juggling parts, um, you know, for much of the season. So uh, I got to see. And, and, and uh, Saquon has been a slow starter this year. But when they've been able to stay with the run, keeping the score close or playing with the lead, he's had some really good second halves, and he's had some explosive plays in the second half. Mm-hmm. And so if they can keep feeding him, he'll find a way to, to break one or two. Like, and that's, you know, that is a result usually of poor tackling and um, you know, letting that guy shake loose. And that's what you don't want to have happen. Yep. You know, a, a few weeks ago, uh, when the Giants played the Cowboys, it was dubbed the Odell Bowl because at that point it looked like you know he was going to go to one of those teams. Uh, so a report this morning uh, linking the Odell to the Eagles. Now, uh, just curious, what your thoughts are? Is that a player you think the Eagles could benefit from bringing in? What do you think Odell can could bring them? If so, and uh, I'm sure you've had experiences with Odell. What would you think about adding him to that Eagles locker room? Well, I mean, Odell is a little bit misunderstood, Elliot. Like, he's, he, he wants to win. Mm-hmm. He showed that with the Rams last year. He's been on some bad – He was it was bad in Cleveland. The situation was bad. And, you know, he, he, you know, he wasn't healthy in Cleveland. So, um, I think Odell could help any team. I just don't really see the need in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Pascal's a good player. He's a fourth wide receiver. Where is Odell going to – is he going to be the third option? Is he the second option to A.J.? Is he is it a, is he the three by one receiver opposite, you know, uh, Quez and uh, Smitty and AJ? And because that's kind of what he was with the Rams. So when he got single coverage, you know, that's where a Stafford went to. Um, he can do all that, but I just don't see the need. And the, you know, the bigger question, really, I was just in Dallas yesterday. And he was there, and the bigger question is when is he going to be ready? Mm-hmm. You know, can he it, like if you sign him, it, can he play next week? You know, or are we waiting till the postseason to play? Because if you're doing that, you know, like you need practice time and time to, you know, build some timing and get to know Jalen and his team and the system and the offense and the plays. Like, I think you're almost at a time crunch. And he wants a big contract. He doesn't want to come here for, you know, for some incentives and a bonus and a, a postseason run. I mean, he wants a big contract. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, I know, I know how he's done some amazing things. You know, with contracts, you know, over the years, but I just don't see two things: one, the need, and then figuring out the contract to get them. Yeah, and that's why. Uh, but for some reason, the Eagles' names are always always. always gets thrown into this mix at some point when there's a high-profile player out there well, to be you had. Know how that goes, Dyke? You know, it could be from o, you know Odell's camp. You know, putting it out there for leverage. You know, mm-hmm. like hey, if. Now, I mean, if he wants to go to Dallas, which I think he does, like what better team to throw into the mix mm-hmm. than the Eagles and get Jerry's ears perked up down there in Dallas going, well, I don't want him to go to the Eagles. I'll sign him to keep him away from the Eagles. You know, I mean, that's, that's how some of these guys think, you know. Yeah, that sounds about right. We appreciate it, Baldy, man. Look forward yeah. to hauling at right, you guys. next week. 
My pleasure, man. Thank you. All right, brother. That is Brian Baldinger, and that was Odyssey's NFL. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a redundant. That was Odyssey's NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. Now make sure to follow uh, In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe whenever you get your podcast. How about that? Is that right, Jack? Yeah, wherever you get your podcast. Not whenever. Wherever you get your wherever. podcast. Or, or yes, whenever, wherever. whenever you need it. It's right there in the, uh, in the app. But he said something interesting there in that Odell answer. Yeah. Um, talking about the contract. I think that is one thing that obviously would impact whether or not they should bring him in. If he's looking for substantial money, then mm-hmm. yeah, you don't give him substantial money. And, and, and you know, Baldy obviously talks to a lot of people. If that's what he thinks, that would be a game changer. My interest in bringing Odell in would be if he is in on a cheap deal, and then maybe next year he has some incentives and whatnot. But yeah, I'm not giving any kind of real money to Odell. Yeah, you certainly, and, and how he is not going, even if they were to bring him in, they're not giving out foolish money. They're not nope. doing any type of deal that puts them in a difficult situation. It would certainly be on their terms. I kind of agree with Baldy with the last thing he said about um, it being sort of a potential leak or plant oh, yeah. about the Eagles from Odell's side that you kind of yeah you get to get the Cowboys to try to oh no you don't want the Eagles to get Odell Beckham so you get well, the Cowboys to jump and in there. especially if Odell is looking for more than you know the veteran minimum or whatever this could be a negotiation ploy from a contract standpoint yeah right like you know putting out there like hey the Eagles are in on it maybe they'll mm-hmm. pay him but. The other thing with the Eagles cap, like everyone has to remember too, is so every dollar they spend this year is essentially taking from next year too because your cap space in the NFL rolls over to the next season. So it's not like if they don't spend this $5 million, you know, it just goes away, right? Like right. In, 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 in an offseason where guys like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Miles Sanders, Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, James Bradbury, like it goes on and on, Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, right? Every dollar they have to decide on this year is borrowing from that year. So that is part of the Odell thing as well. Yeah. I mean, and and the Eagles usually do keep the future in mind. I, I know we it sometimes feel like they're going all in. And oh, no, yeah. No, that's not, that's not how they operate. They usually do keep the future in mind when they're making these deals. Let's get back to the phone lines, man. Are you okay if the Eagles would bring in OBJ, or do you want no parts of them? Let's get uh, Leslie up here from East Strasburg. Hey, Leslie. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi, Hi Elliot. Hey, Leslie. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I've been waiting to talk to you because you talking about our passing game. I'm <laughs> like, what is this guy watching? Well, they Even looked lot. They looked a lot better last week, saying. Leslie. They looked a lot better last week. <laughs> Even Doran Priestley. But first, let me say this to Ike. Yes. Ike, yes. I started off the the, the um, fantasy league. Oh, and six. I remember. I remember. My way back. I'm so mm. proud six of you too. In a row. Yeah. <laughs> How many wins now, in a row? Six wins in a wow. row. Wow. There you go. Just trying to uh, keep my fingers crossed that I make a playoff spot because I think if I can get in the playoffs, I might be able to get myself a ring. Yeah, <laughs> nobody wants to see you right now. You're not one of the hottest teams <laughs> in the league right now. Yes, I'm proud of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom, my son was like, "Just sit tight, Miles. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just focus <laughs> on quitting." <laughs> but anyway, OBJ, I'm indifferent about. If we get him, okay. If we don't get him, okay. Um, you know, it's it's no big deal. It's like, like it's a luxury. It's a it's a luxury to, to get yeah. Yeah. until it's a necessity. <laughs> our our team, but see you, you Elliot. You want uh, style points, like everybody was saying. Like they they're not there to impress you. I like that our team is doing what they need to do when they well, need but- to do. It. <laughs> 
But I actually think this win over the Titans was exactly what I was talking about, right? A style points yes. win to make that. Yeah, exactly. that's but what I'm saying. Yeah. That all along, he's been doing that all. Jalen has been dropping dimes all season. Yeah, except for last the last year, month before Tennessee. I agree with that. No, not not except for that. They didn't need <laughs> okay. to throw it, so they didn't throw it. He was using his legs. He's, well, he's multifaceted. It would have been nice and, if they threw it a little more against the Colts, since uh, you know we're down you double digit, you know, from the majority of that game. True, true. I, I don't know what was going on that game. Yeah, that was a rough one. That, that that was weird. But um, like even when we lost against the um, the Commanders, it was just yeah. like a fluky game. Like we, they didn't really beat us. Like we beat ourselves. Yeah, a lot of turnovers in that game yep. too. Yep. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this Giants game. My husband is a Giants fan, and so there's going to be uh, we're we're doing a little couples retreat this weekend, and we're going to watch some Eagles Giants because that's oh. my rivalry, like you, Ike. Yeah. And you cracked me up about Kobe saying no. He's he's not a receiver. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we we enjoy the fact he finally got some some pump returns out there. Let's not go exactly. too far with it yet. Let's not go overboard with it here. Exactly. Don't go overboard. So if it, if it means between him and and OBJ, I'll take OBJ. Like not not him. No. no, no. All right, uh, Leslie. Good luck this weekend in the fantasy league too. Good luck. Thank you. Yes. You Can uh. Yes. Can, can Odell return punts? Used to his rookie year. It seems like all these receivers do it their their like their first year, first yeah, or second I feel like a year. Yeah, do it in college, so, right? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you're too valuable to be out there returning punts. Although Covey, top ten punt returner in the league. <laughs> okay, he is. Now we can, I, yeah, yeah. Now we can say that now. Yeah. You know, another only, another another hit by Howie. It only took twelve weeks. Well, he still got there. <laughs> you're a rookie, man. <laughs> what? No, no. Think about this. It's been twelve weeks. And people have been complaining for 11 weeks. Yep. And in one week, he's in the top 10 in punt returners. You know what that shows? That there aren't very there many. There are no yes, good yes, punt yes. returners. <laughs> yes. Like, we have this perception that, you know, it's probably because of our punt coverage. But, like, you know, our, def- our special teams probably put a lot of guys in the top 10 in punt returns. But, uh, no, yeah, there's this perception that there's all these great punt returners out there. There just there really aren't. Yeah, it's unfortunate. They really are trying to phase uh, my phase of the game. I was say, out. Good thing it wasn't when you were playing. <laughs> Whatever happened, like would not have had a career. Very You've been long. in radio thirty years now instead uh, of. Uh, now you know what? Well, Elliot? yeah, but the the linebacking position changed. Exactly. You've yes. been a safety. Yes. No, I could actually play linebacker well, now. You kidding me? Kaiser White, White yeah. is two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, yeah, none of these guys are big. And I, and I've been next to TJ, and he's not that no, big yeah. either. Although he has put on weight this year. Yeah. Yeah, he looks, he looks a little thicker this year. Yeah, you'd have to probably bulk up a little. Are you kidding me? Of course I would. <laughs> yes, yes, I would be. I would have to do that right now, although we sit next to Nicobe every week. True. Nicobe's yeah. like my height. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A little taller than me. Uh, speaking of Nicobe, Kaiser, and those guys, how about that? The uh, the first Eagles injury report of mm. the week. And Coach Sirianni uh, spoke today, so we'll get uh, his comments about, you know, did Kaiser White or Quez Watkins practice today? How about that? And and Coach Sirianni had his thoughts where well, he was asked about uh, possibly signing OBJ today. Can't wait to hear what he had to say. I have not heard it yet, so I can't wait to hear what he had to say about that. You'll get that and more when we come back on the other side right here on 94 WIP.